0: Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? So today I wanted to talk about two different elements that are found in tarot, astrology, witchcraft, and that is the element of air and the element of fire. So the impetus for this discussion is um, an experience that I had recently where I was waiting for my really good friend, Nicole, who's a yoga teacher and a tarot reader um, here in the Seattle area. And for the past, I don't know, year and a half or so, we have been meeting monthly It really started off as a way for us to um, be writing buddies. Actually, we were wanting to do no rhyme and we were just wanting to kind of have some creative outlets with accountability. And our time writing together um, morphed into doing monthly tarot readings for each other, um, as well as kind of working on our businesses, our side hustles. Um, And so I was just, I was waiting for her, I knew I was going to be getting to the coffee shop a little bit earlier than normal. And I saw next door to the coffee shop that we frequent um, all the time this really cute consignment slash gift shop. So of course I went in. It's um, you know, the the pre Christmas season and the store was decorated super cute with candles and garlands and trees with tinsel and I've just I am just such a sucker for um this time of year. Uh I know I feel like every episode I remind you guys that I am a Sagittarius sun and Sagittarius moon and we're in Sagittarius season and it is just it's so it's so 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 magical. So I go into to this store and I'm just kind of bebopping around and I'm smelling some amazing soy candles and I'm looking at all the like really awesome things and I just I see on a shelf and I rarely see tarot decks in the wild you guys I typically um, buy decks you know online because I've seen something on Instagram that's how I found out about the numinous tarot and pagan other worlds was because i have been following people who used it and then somebody brought it to the Pacific Northwest tarot meetup that I was a part of. And I just like felt it in my hands and I was like, oh, this is glorious. So I rarely actually um, am out and about and see tarot decks in the wild. And so I see a little square box and it is um, black and white and it's called the Dark Days Tarot, and it's just sitting there on a shelf. There's a couple of them. There's a tester um, deck, and I was just like, I have to get this. Right, <laughs> I'm I'm meeting my friend for for a tarot hangout, and I am just like drawn to all the things. Um, but this deck was just the coolest, and so you know, of course, I start playing around with it, and I and I and I open it at the coffee shop, and I'm just drinking my coffee, waiting for my friend. And looking at the images and I'm just so drawn to the imagery on this deck um, if you haven't seen it you should totally look um, it up on Instagram beautiful black and white drawings um, square cards with silver edges and what I really love about it is the major arcana and um, has a white background um, so it really pops it really stands out when you draw the cards that you can see kind of the majors and minors this episode is not going to be about the Dark Days Tarot. I mean, ideally, I would love to talk with Red, the designer, um, the artist behind the Dark Days Tarot, another Seattle um, area tarot artist. But what I want to talk about is the conversations that have been sparked because of my buying this deck and posting an image on Instagram. So one of the things that I really loved about the deck and really kind of why I gravitated towards it was it because it was square. And because in the description I just briefly before I purchased impulsively which right I'm a Sagittarius just in Sagittarius stellium in my fifth house which is all about like a pleasure and romance and just like ah you know um so I tend to do these these just really spur of the moment um yeah like spontaneous splurges and I just I saw this deck and I was like I have to I have to have it and I was I really gravitated toward the fact that the cards could be read in four different positions so i don't read reversals normally i feel like there's so much energy um so much nuance and layers that can just exist in a regular upright reading um and i also find it this is just an aesthetic thing i find it um aesthetically annoying when i'm looking at an image on instagram and i see cards that are upside down it feels like i should turn my head (laughs) And um, it's just, it's just annoying to me. I feel like images are um, meant to be read right side up and not turned on our head. With the exception, there's actually a a deck called the Revelations Tarot and built into the deck, it has reversals built into the imagery. And I think that that's kind of like a pretty cool way of doing it. So this deck though, its focus is really all about the moon. And so it has this lunar idea of um, a card being read upright is full moon energy a card reversed would be new moon energy and then if a card comes um, to the right or the left would be the different um, waxing and waning so upright is manifestation affirmation full moon right so if the card was turned 90 degrees to the right it'd be like the last quarter waning moon energy which is kind of more about completion or reflection and i'm just reading from the the guidebook Um, if it's reversed it's about renewal and rest um, the new moon energy and then if it's Um, rotated left it's the first quarter waxing moon energy which is really kind of about like hustle and development according to the author red mcmurdo so i gravitated towards that because of the um the this the fact that it's still square it still feels like a card whereas um, I kind of struggle with the round decks like the mother piece not to mention some of the other um issues around that um that that particular deck and so I was like okay if I'm gonna try to do reversals if I'm gonna try to do some of these other ways of kind of reading in a layered perspective um I wanted to try it I get it home I'm you know I'm taking pictures and I'm just loving the imagery I do a little like getting to know you, duck spread. And I realized, which then was just later, um, just a couple hours later, confirmed by um, somebody um, reaching out on Instagram to ask me how I felt about the fact that the suit of swords is represented by. and the suit of wands is represented by air in this deck and honestly i was taken a little aback um by reading this information and by getting this message because i was so gung-ho and i was just so like excited to read um a deck that just had kind of the, the added elements of the lunar aspect to how I could read it um, that I hadn't paid attention to the fact that the actual um, elements were different and I was just kind of like initially I got to be honest initially I was just like I'm gonna read it like normal no big deal um, there's I don't read reversals there's a lot of um, decks where I just go off my own intuitive uh, feeling about a card for example the John Bauer tarot um, I don't read pretty much anything in relationship to the guidebook because i feel like the imagery was just pulled so haphazardly and not um really the the imagery is beautiful absolutely beautiful and it totally speaks to my soul but the guidebook and the imagery don't kind of match up and how I have experienced the tarot framework. So so after my initial impulsive like, I'm not gonna do anything differently except just kind of investigate reversals and I'm gonna read swords and wands specifically um, how they're quote unquote meant to be, right, in my sort of dogmatic fundamentalist tarot brain. I decided that I was just gonna take a a breath and uh, do some exploration. So I went to the dark days tarot Sight. And I I just looked, I was like, okay, what was Ren, the artist's intention here? Um, Because in my actual uh, interview of the deck, I got a lot of swords. And in her, in this um, tarot deck, swords is actually fire. And so initially I was reading the swords as air, which influenced how I was reading what the deck might be about. So going to the darkdaystarot.com and just like reading about it, um, Um, she says there are five suits in the tarot, like a common playing card deck, which we know. And she said that there is a ton of speculation and controversy about the elemental pairings for the minor arcana, particularly the suit of swords and the suit of wands. And I didn't know that. So most decks attribute the element of fire to the suit of wands and the element of air to the suit of sword. But she uses a different style because she designed it to fall in line with her particular witchcraft lineage where wands are the element of air and swords are the element of fire and she goes on to say that she believes this is partly due to the creative nature of destruction which produces space for creation and nature is integrated so while there are patterns there are no absolutes so the reason that she says that the suit of swords is the element of fire that it's all about passion lust love drive motivation sun heat war destruction and that she would then pair leo sagittarius and aries which are the fire signs of astrology with the swords Um, and then the suit of wands carries air the thoughts dreams, spirit space energy creativity telepathy beauty etc anything that reminds you of the element of air are going to be coming to mind during reading um, involving wands I'm like, okay, so she has some basis in her own witchcraft tradition. And I decided that I was going to look up a little bit more just about the different elements um, and talk about maybe where I fall on this question of are wands fire or are they air? Um, So to play devil's advocate, (laughs) which is such a funny tarot pun, right? Um, I was just having some conversations with uh, one of my really good friends about this and she was like whoa i never thought of that but if i if i think about what fire means to me particularly fire is heat and fire needs um to be completely nerdy fire needs three things it needs um it needs heat and it needs um oxidation right so it needs uh typically like oxygen something to combust and it needs fuel in order to create the fire um and at first I'm like, no way, swords swords can't be fire. But then I was thinking about the actual sword and how it's really forged in fire, right? If I'm thinking about a blade metal that there is this element of heating and then pounding and heating and pounding and heating and sharpening. And the way I used to work at a Boy Scout camp and... I, my tent was really near, um, the blacksmithing operation. And so I would see these young boys out there with the blacksmith. I don't know. It was blacksmith merit badge, the horseshoe merit badge. I don't know. They would be just like a metalworking merit badge. I'm not sure. I was only a boy scout for about a year. Um, but they would spend, you know, the week making these projects and they would heat and pound and cool and then heat and reheat and reheat and things would get like too hot and maybe melty and they would have to be like careful temperature control and watching them work with this metal and this iron in order to create something that could then be useful practical like a sword and so when i thought about it that way i was like okay this just doesn't seem completely far-fetched and out of there that creativity couldn't be swords and fire and that aspect of refining the fire and having to kind of continuously work at something um and so then thinking you know in this this opposite way trying to try on a new way a new perspective wands as air i'm thinking of Harry Potter wand right I'm thinking of um, a magic wand this the really stereotypical magic wand that's like you know maybe 18 inches long and you hold it in your hand and you can point to things and you can um, cast spells you can say words and wave the wand through the air and that there's kind of like a stream of words kind of coming out magically out of the end of the wand and things happen air to me is is so magical. It's, it's invisible, right? Air is made up of so many different particles and invisible um, things that we can't see. But still, I just... I wrestled with this. I'm not completely 100% sure that I can go with wands being the air element. And it's something that I, you know, kind of continue to think about how am I, I don't want to say that I am fundamentalist or dogmatic, but um, it just then even made me think this system of tarot that I have been exploring or witness to um, as a queer person, as somebody who's trying to think beyond sort of duality or binary is even this focus in witchcraft or astrology or tarot is compartmentalizing things into their different elements, even useful. So fire is according to Wikipedia, which I am a, uh, you know, a college professor and I don't let my students use Wikipedia <laughs> as a valid source of information but you know this is a DIY podcast and I'm just you know doing some just random google exploration and seeing things that fire is used in ritual it's been used in magic that it's often um, associated with the south and with summer and um, it traditionally goes with minor arcana of um, wands. Fire though, and fire is something that we've needed kind of as humanity in order to to separate us from other animals, right? Or other previous iterations of our human ancestors. And when I think of fire, I think of that creative spark, that kind of leap forward. But without fire, who would we be as a species? But without air, fire doesn't exist, right? And so pentacles, while earth is made up of many different molecules and minerals and aspects, earth and pentacles are pretty consistent together. I don't see any, any area of, um, you know, conflict or controversy and water seems to be consistently cups, consistently discussed um, as far as like emotions and introspection and the heart space and relationships. So it makes me wonder if there is earth and a water and an air fire is air and fire together somehow right are they are they closer together than they are further apart because you have to have air in order to have fire to have flame this has just been something that i've been thinking about and i don't have any Answers to it, right? When I think of fire, I think of heat, I think of creativity, I think of passion, I think of things like keep the home fires burning, right? Which is all about like sexual energy and romance. And for so long, consistently, um, I mean, I am Sagittarius Sun, Sagittarius Moon, Leo rising. Um, That stellium is in my fifth house of Sagittarius, which is ruled by Leo. Um, I've got so much fire in my chart. And once I found tarot and related the the fire to wands it's really hard for me to separate that and think okay what if it's what if it's not so i looked up um an example of a card right so i was like okay let me just like look at her look at her deck and and see um what are what are some of the ways that i could like relate to the cards um swords or wands um using her using her description so the image of the five of wands which would typically um, for me it would I would look at this image which has five figures on it all holding a wand that has kind of some root systems and some of the some of the wands look upside down and there's a full moon in the background and there's so many different lovely shades of figures here and the five of wands typically is like for me it reads as kind of like creative conflict and frustration and to read the description Description is it might seem like there isn't space for the myriad of discussions that require deep delving into the five of wands represents a cohort of people that stand on a common ground without the proper means to bring the undercurrents of goals into fruition in all directions the path forward and the challenging times ahead require strength through individualism and openness to common destination and i look at this card and i'm like wow that is so beautiful to think about this card having that element of air to it and not the element of fire so then I look at say the four of swords and the four of swords is um, typically like a card of rest that I've seen um, usually in the typical uh Ryder smith Wait. there is an image of somebody laying like in a coffin and there are four swords above and there's one sword below so in this image here we have somebody who's kind of like loading in the air um with a not a completely dark moon but a pretty close to it and there's three swords looks like they're gonna kind of try to like pierce through um through that moon and they're holding one of the swords in their hand and the description of this is the subject of the four swords is neither dead nor defeated only resting in a prayerfully contemplative pose three swords are put away and only one remains taut in hand gleaming as the reserve of inner strength and power with time and centering you too can regenerate both internal and external resources this is a time to retreat into observation of your methods and motivations recurring thoughts and dreams So now here I think about how that, even though the description is that swords is all about fire and will, creative power and intensity, it could still be influenced by air, right? And so I'm getting to this point where I'm thinking about how in my readings, not just with this deck, but with all of my decks, how can I look at an image and look at the suit and go beyond so how can i look at this i'm going to go back to that five of wands how can i look at this five of wands and my my brain and my gut and my heart say fire initially because that's kind of the system that i've been trained into how can i how can i see fire and say fire and and in this case fire and air but what else What else could be here in this card, in this image? Could I go with some earth? Could I talk about some? water or cups that are maybe here or not here and yet the moon is here the moon is ruled by water or the the moon rules water what's present in this card that kind of is looking beyond the initial just description right which i think is is going back to talking about using your intuition in tarot and so that's kind of like where i am right now is thinking okay do i just take my own personal jenna lazy way of reading tarot and go off of kind of not memorized definitions of things because i think i actually look at the look at the picture but if i if i'm just constantly using a memorized set of elements or a set of numbers am i really looking at like what all of the possibilities could be involved in that particular card what are the all of the aspects that could be um that could be really true that i'm just like not allowing um or not paying attention to that could come up if I was just a little bit more intentional. And so as I'm saying that, I really wanted to um, highlight a quote from a course that I was just in recently. And I just wanted to give a little shout out to Tess, the City Witch, Um, it's at City X Witch. And they just led this lovely folk tarot course um, that I took recently, and one of the one of the quotes from their zine said, if the symbolism that comes from our unconscious has countless meanings that could be true, let's reject those that shame us and center those that bring us closer to growth. And so as I think about my own relationship, my kind of tumultuous relationship to the concept of air and swords and mental processes, and see how some of the imagery of swords has tended to frighten me, if I could take a little bit of a softer approach and look at maybe kind of all of the symbols, all of the possibilities that could be true instead of seeing a swords and just kind of automatically going to like anxiety, overthinking, um, thoughts hurt yourselves, you know, so you, you should be trying to be more mindful and think, what if I looked at swords as fire and creativity? How might that soften or expand the different options for symbols that could allow me to grow because I'm a really creative person. And a lot of my creativity is mentally driven, right? Sparks that come into my head as I'm driving or as I'm sleeping. And it is, it's is—it's a beautiful blend of air, thoughts, imagination, dreams, um, thinking, and this fire my passion my creativity my sense of self my self-expression my wanting to be known in the world and when it's the perfect blend it's like it's like currently my my writing altar right now i have candles lit and there's a little breeze in the house because my husband likes to keep the house at like 60 degrees let's not talk about how many layers i have to wear to stay warm in the winter Um. It's this beautiful blend and and when there isn't enough thought in my life, when I'm not thinking very much, I tend to not have much creative output. And when I'm thinking too much, whoa, 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 right? Just sort of like, I want to keep it at a candle. I want to keep it at a campfire level and not a forest fire, right? As we know that California is just consistently battered by uh, wildfires not just California but they've been on my mind recently so I'm curious I would love to hear from you how do you wrestle with elemental pairings so fire is it wands or is it swords for you Um, air is it swords or is it wands for you? Does it matter? Do you go back and forth? Do you do a hybrid? Do you do a blend between the two? Um, And I would love to know sort of your background in this, right? As I am coming to all of this stuff as a pretty as a newbie, I don't know where all of the specific traditions for um, assigning meanings come from. I just know what I kind of read on the internet and what I've sort of just adopted as my own identity over the years as far as feeling really married to the fact that I'm a Sagittarius and then learning I was a Leo rising and being really excited about that and knowing that it's fire and feeling fire, but then being like, wait, how does air impact impact me? So. Um, would love to hear your thoughts and carry on this conversation, you know, outside of the podcasting sphere. So hit me up on Instagram at Leo Rising Tarot or send me an email, Leo Rising Tarot at gmail.com, because I would, I would really love to hear how other people kind of wrestle with these, these topics. In the meantime, I'm loving the stack and definitely would recommend it. So, you know, if the fact that the suits are just a little bit different than you're used to doesn't scare you, you know, I think that you should, uh, she should check it out. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a Tarot and Creative Intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So, feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the Tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.